everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It So We. Okay, maybe maybe for this topic, you're probably going to have to explain it slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, next week, where we live, it's going to be over 100. Mm-hmm. And this is in Fahrenheit, uh, which is over 40 Celsius or something. It's yeah. hot. It's been, we've been coasting at the high 90s for the past few months, but now starting next week, it's going to be over 100. Yeah, 105, just a casual steamy weather. So I'm not looking forward to that. And this is all because it's global warming, right? Yeah. So like, how do we like remove CO2 from the air to help improve this situation? Yeah, so we put a lot up there. I think there's like some estimated... Uh, high number of like 800 gigatons of co2 what's a gigaton <laughs> it's a lot i think i think every year we put something like 30 gigatons in the air so we've been doing it for a lot of years we as in like the humanity. united states okay we as humanity um we as individuals i think put like a few tons per person mm. um so that adds up as you can imagine um but yeah uh there there's a lot of co2 in the air um, and we need to remove it if we hope to contain the effects of global warming. I can't say they will be reversed because some things, once you set them in motion, they don't really yeah. undo themselves. Like we're not going to get polar ice caps back. You're, you're hoping um, to slow down the process so then it's Yeah, better. slow down the process to like stop it from getting actively worse. worse yeah. Um, for not even future generations for our generation. <laughs> so uh, there's some good incentives there for, for it to actually happen soon. Um, and there are a few, a few techniques we can go ahead and do for this. Uh, the dumbest of the techniques is to install essentially giant fans in, in front of filters and filter out the CO2. How? Just randomly in the sky? No. So imagine a facility in the middle of nowhere. Um, or even in the middle of a city. I don't know how loud this thing is going to be. Uh, but you have a giant fan, and it just blows the outside air into a filter. And, and then filter that. And then you essentially filter the CO2 out of the air. Um, and you can do this with like either a liquid solvent with hydroxide. So if you remember from good old chemistry class, a hydroxide is an OH mm-hmm. combination. Uh, and it, with sufficient luck, and you smash enough CO2s into those... Uh, into those little ending bits, uh, then the CO2 will chemically bind to it um, mm-hmm. and it will be removed from the air. And that's a, that's a good outcome. But then you're going to have a filter with a bunch of CO2. and Yeah. So you either have a liquid filter, which is just a liquid and you blow CO2 into it, um, or you have a solid solvent filter, which is basically just like solid chemicals and you, the CO2 binds. Uh, and you end up with a saturated filter at the end of, I don't know, the day, the month, whatever. Um, so once you have a saturated filter, uh, you can heat that up and all the CO2 will be released back into whatever container you're heating it up in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can do one of several things. The most common seeming one is to pump the CO2 deep underground and say, bye-bye. Like we don't want you anymore. Because essentially the problem that we've ended up with is all the CO2 that's in the air is not from above ground it's all from locked out co2 that has been locked out for millions of years in the form of coal fossil fuel natural gas like uh, oil, uh crude oil natural gas 
all of that locked all the carbon on deep underground, like not as CO2 as just like carbon. Um, and as a result of us like doing stuff, uh, we have taken it from underground and put it in the air and that's bad. So we can like no amount of force will ever pull out the CO2. Does that make sense? So we need to do something. Um, and the only way we can do something because you get CO2 out of getting energy is to use energy to sequester the CO2 from the air. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's one method. Giant fans. Uh, a seemingly good method. We need to put tons and tons of these facilities around the world. Yeah. Uh, I think they said one of the big facility complexes will be able to take out 100 million tons of CO2 a year. So that's not bad. Uh, but uh, to meet up with the world's demand, we'll need like 300 of those. And that will just be to meet up and not to remove. Uh, so we'll need like m many times more to remove all the CO2 from the air. Uh, so that's that's one thing. Uh, there are, however, other techniques that we can do. Um, there is a second technique where we can mine basalt, which is a type of volcanic rock. And basalt is very interesting because when you have water with CO2 dissolved in it, the CO2 will be chemically locked into the basalt and it will stay there. So what people are doing is they're taking basalt, which comes from uh, existing, um, it comes from existing mining operations, like whenever we're digging up rocks, and they will go ahead and grind that up into a fine powder. So that way you have as much surface area as possible around the, the individual rock pieces. Um, and then they will sprinkle that in rainy areas, forests, crops, whatnot. Um, and what happens is when it rains, all that rain will dissolve a little bit of CO2. And then that CO2 will then pass through the rocks, like as a ground filter. Um, and then the rocks will saturate themselves with CO2. And over time, they'll get deeper and deeper because you're just like washing it off and into the ground soil. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's another way of more or less for free getting CO2 out of the atmosphere and locking it inside of rocks that will never be seen again because they'll slowly either at the end of either end up at the bottom of oceans because of like natural uh, erosion um, or they'll just end up in the soil. And then over time, like, I don't know if you've ever wondered why we dig up old cities. Well, it's because every hundred years or so, like just the dust will like bury things little by little. And we just keep adding to the crust and burying old stuff uh, as we go. So um, all of that will kind of be locked underground and therefore be inaccessible. Um, and it won't end up back in the atmosphere. That's the important bit. Mm -hmm. So that's that's number two method, the for free method. Um, and that method, uh, we don't really know how well it works. The most we can do is test like soil acidity because as you add co2 to it it will get more acidic um and you can get an idea of how much co2 you're maybe taking out but you can't really measure it so that's what makes it hard for uh this to be a viable option like the big fans you can directly measure how much co2 you got because you can you have it like you you've collected it after you uh empty out those filters uh whereas this you just kind of have to hope that it's working uh, so it's a little harder. 
Um, and we have to also make sure that we're not increasing mining operations, which throw CO2 into the air to get the rock to remove the CO2, right? Mm. Uh, so that's number two. Uh, and then number three, this is an interesting one. Uh, and it's to make, uh, make sure that we don't necessarily throw additional CO2 into the air. Um, and one of the big reasons we do this is via agriculture. Uh, we have to burn stuff, like burn up old trees, biomatter. Um, and it turns out if you burn that material under a no oxygen scenario, you end up with a lot of high quality carbon, like just the leftovers, basically. Um, and you can use this to uh, also feed plants and stuff like that and, and increase crop yields uh, and prevent more CO2 from getting into the air for something that would have been unavoidable. So uh, not only do we need to remove CO2, we also need to actively prevent us adding more, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, our efforts in removing it is going to be like chasing... Uh, chasing our tail, right? We're not actually doing any anything. We're just like putting a pause to making it worse. But global the effects of global warming will continue to get worse because it's like it takes a while for the CO2 to really have a long-term impact. So we really need to remove it as much as we can rather than just stop adding it. Um, so yeah, we, we have, we have a, a lot of long days ahead of us in terms of figuring out how to do this as effectively as possible um, and do it in a way that's actually going to make a, a significant difference. So yeah, it all comes down to cost at the end of the day. Like how much energy are you going to use to remove this stuff? Hopefully you're not using energy from burning more carbon, right? Uh, and yeah, that's that's how we're going to save the day with global warming. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get our acts together. Uh, it's, it's hard for us individuals to do anything about it. Uh, but, uh, we as a society need to be aware of the damage we have caused and be conscious of efforts that are around us to fix it. And thus has ended the public service announcement <laughs> of save the world. Lynn was not very enthused. <laughs> It wasn't anything I can engage in, so. <laughs> cool. Thanks, everyone. Bye.